Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. Today on the show, we will have Father Sean Haggerty. He is the pastor at St. Lambert's Parish in Sioux Falls, Dr. Chris's uh, parish. Uh, He will be here to talk to us about a father's role in their children's faith development. A really good conversation. Father Haggerty has a lot of good things to say, a lot of interesting things. So I hope you'll stick around for that. First, we have the... Lovely, Dr. Lovely. Chris Bergwald. I've called you lovely, lovely before, and you always love it. Lovely. <laughs> of course, Father Haggerty has good things to say. He's the pastor of St. Lambert's Parish. Of course. He, used to, he was the parochial vicar at my parish. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Don, like Don his, I think it was his first two years. Yeah, that may have been a first, first I, I assignment. I feel like it was his first two I think years. You're right. He, I remember once he subbed, uh, he sub, for some reason, he said Mass at St. Lambert's when he spoke a vicar, oh. and he had his homily on an iPad. Of course it he did. A, it was a new thing. He at rapped the time. a couple times during his homily oh, at Holy like Spirit. My husband was like, "What is happening he's right saying, now?" <laughs> he's saying more than once as pastor at St. Lambert's when he's doing homily. I totally believe that. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. So I, uh, I look forward to hearing the conversation yeah. myself. Yeah. All right. What do you have for us today? So Renee. Yes. You know how we start lately. I do. Oh, I didn't think about it. You, well, you okay. We had Corpus Christi last week, yes. which Bill knew. Yes. I think it's ordinary time this week. Yes. Which Sunday? The oh, we talked about this a couple Sundays what ago. What is it? Did you look, Bill? No, he's like no. He gives the look and then left. He gave the look and then he's like Corpus Christi. I know. So he probably does. Okay, know. how about the fourteenth day of ordinary time? Is that a good buzzer? I was like, Burr. that was. A- <laughs> Neither of them were very good, to be honest. (laughs) What do you think, Bill? I think it's the eleventh. He's he's been he's being sneaky. He's 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 being sneaky. I have no idea. Maybe maybe say something. I have no idea. Maybe the eleventh Sunday, Norton. It is indeed the eleventh Sunday in ordinary time. Didn't we have a solemnity on Friday? What is happening right we, now? <laughs> I think we should make this biblical bites with Bill. Well, I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> we did, Renee. Re- Renee, oh, what yeah. was it? Do you know what the solemnity on Sunday was? Friday. <gasps> Friday is it was? the Immaculate Heart of Mary? <clears throat> okay, I don't. Right know. before the, close, that was yesterday. I mean, not a solemnity feast. Okay, that was yesterday. I do not know. So, okay, now you're on the right track, though. Very, Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yes. I knew that they were together, like they're one after the other. Then you and say, I have no idea when I said you were playing Bill's game now. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, okay. this is okay. Get your business. <laughs> so. We're going to talk about the Psalm today. We never talk about the Psalm. We're going to talk about the Psalm. I know how you like to say that. C. Bergwald at sfcatholic.org. <laughs> so the responsory Psalm is from Psalm 92. Uh, and the second stanza, because of this conversation about whatever has stolen our time. Yes. The second stanza reads this way. The just one shall flourish like the palm tree, like a cedar of Lebanon shall he grow. They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And then and then the third, they shall bear fruit even in old age, vigorous and sturdy shall they be, declaring how just is the Lord, my rock in whom there is no wrong. So when I was at what I what I tend to do is I think you know, I, I review the readings mm-hmm. and what's something that like like a, a, a biblical bite, like some little nugget, like mm-hmm. and, and, and oftentimes for me it's something that I've read so I'm in my late forties, so lifelong Catholic. I've probably heard it my entire mm-hmm. life, but wait, what? So the just one shall flourish like the palm tree, like a cedar of Lebanon he shall grow. What is with palms? 
and palm trees. And what is with cedar? Like, so, Bill, what is this? What's what's this made of? That is pine. Right, this is pine. It's not cedar. Do we have any cedar in the studio? No. 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 We're not that fancy. We're not. (laughs) We're not that fancy. We're not that fancy. So, (laughs) what is with palm trees and what's with fancy schmancy cedar in the Old Testament? They were value, I suppose. of high value. Okay, so when you think because they were rare, maybe. so let's, let's start with palm. So see, especially with cedar, palm trees were in the. Oh my gosh, um, I know. Hurry, <laughs> palm. What do you think? Palm trees, palms. What do you think about in the old? Well, in the Bible, tropical palm dates. Yes, yes. I don't know. So now to keep going. Bible. <clears throat> There's a certain Sunday. Oh, Palm Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so just real quick. Oh, oh boy. my gosh. Um, so palm branches. We know for their sign of rejoicing. Jesus okay. comes in. So palms, but think about palms like so palm trees mm-hmm. in the desert, they sink their roots in deep right. and they bear fruit. Okay. So that's kind that of makes to sense. me. You know, so that third they're vigorous and sturdy that shall be that shall they be bearing fruit even in old age. Okay. Um so I think we're familiar with that. But just real briefly, cedar. So cedar is uh, the cedar trees of Lebanon, they were strong. They grew straight. So they were used, they, they were used for palaces. Mm. They're used for the temple. And, and that's what we are compared to. The just one, well, we should strive to be, shall flourish, bears fruit like the palm tree. Like a cedar of Lebanon shall he grow. Straight, strong, and sturdy because we're rooted in the Lord. So when you think about cedar, it is expensive even Mm -hmm. then, but it's strong, straight, and sturdy in the Lord. You did good with that much time, Dr. B. Thank you. Thanks. Joining me in the studio today is Father Sean Haggerty. He is the pastor at St. Lambert Parish in Sioux Falls and formerly pastor, or I should say parochial vicar at my parish in Holy Spirit. It's been a few years. Oh, wow. You don't I, remember I, that, do you? I don't remember that. <laughs> it gets to be a long time ago now. That Very was, memorable. It's 12 years ago now. Actually, no it was, way. It, it was no. 10 years ago when I left. When you left. Okay. So yeah. I started there 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You were one of the, uh, we moved here in 2005 and you were probably one of the first, I don't remember who, no, there was maybe one or two before you. Yep. There was, uh, you would have had Father Dana Christensen yes. and mm-hmm. then Father Kevin Zilverberg. Yes. And, and then, then it was you. And then it was me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was good times. Yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun making fun of Father Morgan, who was the pastor of the <laughs> and time. And easy, right? He makes Very it easy. easy. <laughs> yeah, I remember him going on a silent retreat for 30 days, and I <laughs> made notes in the bulletin saying, Father Morgan's writing me, Father Higgerty, mail me a radio or help me out. I, I want to know what's going on in my silent retreat and send me some Twinkies and all this stuff. And everyone got a good laugh out of that. Yep, yep. He's, he's an easy guy to... Love and tease. Yep. So he's a good Irishman. Yes, for sure. <laughs> a lot. You are Irish too, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah that's, I am too. I, I think that's. Oh, I think that's why we kind of got along yep. so well. As, yep. As uh, the Irishman, and then also Father Morgan. He had. I was his third guy coming in, so he kind of figured out some things to do and not to do with with the associate priest. <laughs> so he when didn't they come wreck in. you right away. Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. So today with Father Haggerty, we are going to talk about the importance of fathers in. Uh, in building their children's faith, um, since we have Father's Day coming up in about a week or so from when this will air. Um, all right, so we'll just kind of dive right in, if that's okay. You bet. All right, so 
what do you think a father's role is in in bringing the faith to the children? Because you know you have two parents, obviously, and, and a mother mm-hmm. and a father are going to approach it differently. So, what is a father's role in that? Well, um, you know, a father's role is one: be present. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest things. Is a lot of our fathers nowadays aren't present; they're not around. They're or they may be around, but they're not present to the needs of their mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of uh, satiating their own. Uh, I would say pleasures of the world, whether it's television or uh, food or drink, things of that nature. And so Mm -hmm. they're not really taking on the responsibilities that are there. And so uh, to be present as a father is is, is a tremendous thing. We said, I'm talking about Father Morgan. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things about him being a good pastor uh, to me was he's just present to me and and, uh, we're able to spend time together and be together. And uh, I think a lot of fathers, they think that uh, uh, they need to solve all the problems or fix all the problems. When reality, they really need to be with uh, the other in their problems. Mm-hmm. I'm mindful of a husband and wife. Usually, the husband wants to fix a problem, right. and she just wants someone to listen to him right. or li- li- listen to listen to her. Yeah, and uh, it's difficult for us guys to not fix, but just to be present in. Yeah, and uh, so uh, you know that's really a key aspect is is to be present as a father is is tremendously important. And you think about uh, who God is. God is uh, he's om- omnipresent. He's mm-hmm. always present in every situation, and he's always there. And that's really who—that's when we first and foremost learn fatherhood from—is God the Father. Yeah. And he's he's always present. And uh, so, as fathers, to be able to do that, and, and fathers, and God the Father, we don't always hear him telling us every single thing and and saying, "No, you do it this way." He isn't trying to fix everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's he lets us fall sometimes, but he's always there to 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 receive us and be merciful too. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes fathers can get frustrated and lose their patience with their children. Yeah. And our heavenly Father, He's uh, you know He's very patient with us, merciful with us, there to take us back. And uh, and so uh, to be a, a good a good father is to also be present, but also be patient and to be welcoming back in mercy and allow them to make their mistakes. And uh, they have the kids the freedom to do that. And going back to Father Morgan too, uh, <laughs> you know, at the associates, I think the first one he had, he was kind of trying to, you know, uh, micromanage. Well, well <laughs> not there, actually there wasn't any, and, and kind of because label loose cannon. And then the next one, he was micromanaging so much. <laughs> Poor that, Father that, Morgan, that, he had no idea he was going to be brought into yeah. this so much. <laughs> but then with me, I think he gave a nice freedom. Yeah, a nice freedom as a father. And, uh, and that's okay to be patient with yourself as a father, too. You're figuring it out. And I think, too, just as parents with their children, they kind of learn that, too. Yeah. And they, uh, after they've had, their, you know, the first child or, you know, and a couple other children after that. But by the end, they're, they've really kind of figured it out a lot right. more uh, of when to lay it on the law, when not to, and mm-hmm. when to let them struggle a little bit, and when to assist and to help. Yeah. And uh, so, again, so fatherhood is really being, being present, being patient, being merciful, um, allowing them to figure it out at different times as well. So, yeah. and maybe the key is to have more than one kids. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> so, you can't, you need to have more than one to figure oh, it out, right? Oh, definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. This one or two kids thing just isn't going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and then uh, in addition to that too, the, the catechism is very, um, you know, clear that the father is a spiritual leader of the mm-hmm. family. That's something that's. Uh, Sometimes in our in our in our culture today, we might say, "Well, I don't really want to say that. It sounds kind of, you know, being sexist or whatever." Right. But the reality is, is that we all we all have our own particular role. We're not uh, we're equal, mm-hmm. uh, 
we're equal, but equal doesn't always mean sameness. Right. There's a complementarity to one another. Mm-hmm. And together, we, 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 there's an equal of dignity, but then we, we're, not, we're not exactly the same. And, and God made us that way mm-hmm. because we complement one another. And there's a great complementarity between man and woman. And so as, as a father, there's a certain sense of being the spiritual leader of the family, of, of leading the, the family in prayer, of helping the whole family geared towards the Lord. And there's also just, you look at uh, our religious history, there's always that, that patriarch aspect of, of, of things within, within, within the religious life of, of the family. And, uh, and then that being said, too, there's also just um, the statistics that you see mm-hmm. on multiple studies of fathers who uh, go to church on Sunday and their kids keeping the faith. Right. And uh, I forget all the, the statistics exactly right now, uh, but if, for say, uh, dad doesn't go to church, but mom does go to church, mm-hmm. takes the kids to church, the mom does, but dad doesn't go, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty drastic statistic of really low attendance of those oh, kids sure. keeping the faith. But if just dad goes and mom doesn't go, the likelihood of that child keeping the faith is substantially higher. That's interesting. I want to say almost five times more likely. Wow. Uh, if dad goes. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of written in our nature to a certain degree as well, uh, that the father is a spiritual leader of the family. And when you think about it too, he's kind of that moral compass. And a lot mm-hmm. of our of our faith is that moral compass in our own lives, of what's right and what's wrong. And, uh, you know, to, to be able to, to, to see it, to see it in, in those, in those aspects. Um, so. Right. So it's, you kind of, uh, <clears throat> that's a good segue into um, talking about, have you seen, especially like in maybe religious education classes, stuff like that, in the in the younger kids in your um, parish, for instance, in families where you know there's a good, there's a real strong presence from the father, uh, especially in the religious life, um, do you see a big difference in the kids? Have you noticed that? Yeah, I like, mean, can you pick yeah, them out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, you can. <laughs> I, I can tell the ones where the father's not present, not patient, mm-hmm. and not spending much time with the kids, and mm-hmm. you can kind of see how the kids are interested in the faith or not. And uh, you know, I, I can I can definitely you know name some families you know with regards they won't to that. Do that. No, I, 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 <laughs> you know, and and yeah. they, they need our prayers. They, they yeah. really do. And and uh, you know, it's it's tough you know to to be that leader mm-hmm. in the family because. Anything that's authoritative is something to be uh, overthrown in a way in our society, and so it's not a, not a good thing as many many people see. But but uh, but yeah, no. Within the family life, I've seen the children where 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 the dad is faithful with that. The kids definitely. I I see from my own experience in the parish where the where the fathers where they're invested, that the kids are also invested. Whether it's um, you know, uh, dad is coming to church with us on a regular basis. He's involved with maybe the Knights of Columbus or he's involved with a prayer group or a discipleship group or he comes to adoration, you mm-hmm. adoration. And uh and so the kids pick that up as well. Yeah. And uh, uh so there's but it, there might be some where mom's really invested and in, in really uh, uh encouraging it, but because dad's kind of disengaged with it all, the kids really aren't that that engaged. As much? Um and again, not to say it's that's a clear, clear, clear right. and fast rule, right? But that's that's the general rule of, and again, because it's kind of God's built it in our nature, right? That in a special way, fathers are our spiritual leaders of their family, mm-hmm. and uh, so to be able to, to to lead that, you know, 
when you look at Scripture, you look at uh, Ephesians chapter 5, where St. Paul makes this comparison, and he says that uh, just as Christ has loved his bride, the church, so two husbands are called to love their wives. And as Christ is head of the church, so two husbands are head of their wives. Right. And, and a special way of, of kind of the order of grace, in a way, where it's, there's a complementarity, mm-hmm. where Jesus takes takes his bride, the church, to himself, and there's a oneness there that's there. And, uh, and same same as well with husbands and wives. And Christ is the head, uh, and so in a special way, the husband is the head of the family mm-hmm. um, through that. And what that, how to, how to flesh that all out is uh, ultimately, you know, we, we look at the mystery of how Christ and, and his relationship to his bride, the church. Mm-hmm. And so in some way, that spiritual reality is impacting uh, family life. Right. And husbands, with their wives and then with their children as well, and together they make they make the Trinity. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You got husband and wife, and then and openness the to life, and then the, mm-hmm. the and the family life proceeds forth from that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there, and and, they, and the Father isn't greater than the Son, and the Son isn't greater than the Father, and neither is the Holy Spirit. They're but and they're not the same, uh, but they're equal. Mm-hmm. But they're not the same, and yeah. there's a complementarity in that. And so that's the same mystery that you can see with with dads. Moms and, and the, the children—they're they're equal, but right. they all have different responsibilities, different role. Yeah, and uh, and so. it seems to me that <clears throat> kids especially see dads as a role model, or they might see moms that way too. But it's especially uh, noticeable with dads; like mm-hmm. they're really watching dad to see what he does, see what he says, see how he acts, and that really just in, in, puts an impression on the kids. Yeah. More so. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, the, That's a lot uh, of responsibility. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> for the woman, there's a great gift that God's given to her to nurture and to protect mm-hmm. and, and to be with that. And the fathers are more and more out in the world. And mm-hmm. so, as the kids are going out into the world, they're kind of seeing how his dad going out right. into the world, and which is more risk involved, obviously, because you can get hurt and whatnot entering out into the world. And and uh, so they kind of learn a lot of that from, from, from dad. And I'm, I'm mindful of myself. I was very blessed as, as a child. My twin brother and I, my twin brother Shane, mm-hmm. and my mother. She, uh, I never had a babysitter a day in my life. Wow! And uh, I, there was only one time Mom had to have a dentist appointment, and uh, <laughs> she dropped me off with Grandma. Sure. And I cried uh, the whole time. <laughs> and she's like, "I got ice cream bars. I got Gumby. Gumby's on. You know, uh, Gumby. <laughs> and, and we wouldn't have anything of it. You know, she's yeah. bringing all the toys and." And it's grandma, you know, but yep. it's still, it's uh, wasn't mom. So I was incredibly blessed to have my mother always there um, with me. And, and she quit work because I think mainly because we had twins. So, right. it was, yeah. you know, she really needed to be available, mm-hmm. both of us. And, uh, but, uh, <clears throat> so I was very blessed with that. But I can still remember I was about mm, maybe 10 or 11 years old. I remember my dad sitting down with my mom in the kitchen and I kind of come down to the kitchen and, uh, it was almost like mom gave her okay to dad that I could go to work with dad to go rota rota out sewers. Oh, so <laughs> I don't know if I would want to go. <laughs> yeah, well, it was all, it was like all conversation going on, unbeknownst to me. And then I just I come downstairs and and uh, here's dad saying to mom, you know, hey, I, I need the boys to come help work with me. I had two older brothers. They helped dad when they built houses. They had construction oh, sure. together, mm-hmm. construction company. My father and his brother Terry. And then uh, as 
my uncle Terry passed away from cancer. They they quit doing the construction, and then Dad started doing uh, plumbing, and then he bought part of the plumbing business of rotor roading out sewers. Mm-hmm. So if someone has a, a clogged drain, you got Mister Mister Rotor Rotor. Yep, that was my father, <laughs> and he did that as a part time job. So he still worked oh, full time, wow. and then it was small town. So yeah, and then as a part time job, rotor roading out sewers, and so like well, like about a three hundred pound machine down the stairs, usually in the basements, and so he needed help. And uh, he's used to having his older, our, our older brothers helping him with construction. So naturally, he invited me to be a part of that, my twin brother. And I, I, I reflect on that, and I'm immensely grateful that I had the opportunity to work with my dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a tremendous thing because I got to see how dad interacted with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would often come and be embarrassed to show up at someone's house to clean out their sewer. But my dad wasn't embarrassed. Right. And so right. I learned how to not be embarrassed about things. I learned that uh, honest day's work receives its mm-hmm. pay. So I saw him write out the bills to people and say, this is what we're going to charge you. And and this is our work. It's worth something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we, we should be paid for, for the value of our work and our labor. So our, our, our work and our labor is valuable. And right. So there's a certain sense of dignity of who we are mm-hmm. and, and to do those things. And, and uh, you know, we're driving up and down Main Street and we're in dad's work van and, you know, you see oncoming traffic in small town and you'd wave at people right. and, <laughs> yep. and uh, to see how dad interacts that way. And, and uh, you know, I'm just immensely grateful that I had the opportunity to work with my father. Yeah. And I think that's something that historically has always really been there, mm-hmm. of children being able to work yeah. with their fathers or or learn from their parents because the parents are the primary educators of their children. Right. And, and, uh, and there's something immensely important and powerful in that. And I really learned how to be a man, I, I believe, and receive a lot of confidence Yeah. in by spending those times with my dad. And that happened right around 10 or 11 years old and sure. started working. Very formative years there. Very formative yeah. years. So, yeah. So I think being present, my dad didn't solve all my problems. <laughs> I can still remember being in, in the work van when I was like 15 and I remember t- telling my dad as I was sick to my stomach because I'd fall in love with a girl and, and, uh, <laughs> and was, we're driving, you know, was it but 20 miles north of town to go clean out a sewer? And I remember saying, Dad, you ever fall in love? You know, and and just having those conversations, it created it created room for those conversations to happen. Yeah. If I wasn't working with my dad, if he was just like a lot of other, you know, dads now are just they're working. Unfortunately, their their mm-hmm. children have no idea what dad do, does for a living, and uh, you know, so that's something that's uh, it created an opportunity. That. And that's really a big way of bonding too, I think, for fathers and sons is yep. to do activities together. Yeah. It doesn't have to be work. It could be a sport. Yeah. Or something a like sport that. Sport together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think of my twin brother, he has apartments that he rents out. And uh and he's in some ways he said, you know, I think I like to keep keep the apartments too. So when I have kids, I can take them with me. Yeah. Okay, whenever we have to fix something on the apartments, and they kind of learn from me and we can have the time together, spend the time together. Yeah. Because that's what he had, and that's yep. what I had, and we're, we're incredibly blessed for that. Yep, that's really a cool story. And not every dad will be able to do that, but exactly, um, you, like I said, you can do it in other ways. It doesn't yeah. have to be your work. Yeah, get so. creative with those apartments or whether it's lawn work together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, too, going back to having patience mm-hmm. because the kids are not going to do it the way that you would do it. And uh, are you okay with that? Yeah, you know, and <laughs> probably going to have to be. <laughs> the, yeah, that's, that's important. It really yeah. is important. Yeah. And sometimes they'll teach you something, too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, with the few minutes we have left, are there, obviously dads are going to have to build up their own faith mm-hmm. to be able to be a good role model. Yes. So what are some ways they should do that? Or what are good ways to do that? Number one, pray. It's the yeah. obvious thing. <laughs> if 
you're not praying, you're not going to be able to hear God's voice, and you're not going to be able to give the way the Lord wants you to give. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and and fathers have to give sacrificially. How did Christ love his bride, the church? He laid down his life for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Yep. A lot of times dad would be like, I'd rather be doing something different right now. <laughs> that is a great point to say that because... Boy, in today's society, there's so many pressures to do other things, but your kids really need you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, and there's a lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. but to be able to say no to things mm-hmm. and say family life is really important and just being present. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, technology, everything's available. It's available. Your work's always there. You get text messages all the time mm-hmm. or emails all the time to really put that stuff away. And I, th- I see a lot of the fathers who... Who do successful in their families? Family life is where a lot of that stuff. There, there are boundaries, mm-hmm. and this is this is family, and so all these other things are not going to infringe upon that. So, right. So, ha- having prayer every day, make sure that they're, they're dedicated to their prayer life. Have a, have a prayer life, and then uh, and then also having good boundaries with other responsibilities, other opportunities that are out there. That family takes a priority with that. Yeah. And uh, and then too, uh, I think having other fathers they can have fellowship with. Oh, that's yeah. Is That's an important point. piece, and uh, and I think a lot of fathers feel lonely mm-hmm. in some of the sacrifices they're making, and and uh, the Lord wants uh, wants to know that they're not alone, mm-hmm. and uh, and so really to have some kind of a, a brotherhood around them too yeah. is an important piece. And that's something the bishops really emphasized amongst us priests, yeah, who are spiritual fathers. He's re- he's emphasized more of a brotherhood of priest, yep. priestly priestly life, and how important that is as well. Yeah, yeah, important for all men. And I think you can find, maybe you can go to someplace like Knights of Columbus and find some men like you. Yeah, Knights of uh, Columbus, different things like that. And there's that man is you. It's a men's yes, group. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's something that I actually just got started right before COVID hit, and then we 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 had to shut it down because of COVID, but. It's something that's it's still on the burner. It's yeah. still on the uh, yeah. and the crosshairs there to uh, good to nail down. But uh, but you know to really have that aspect of of just be and there's some stuff that's already organically happening mm-hmm. in your parish. Yes, or talk to your pastors. They might be able to know of men who are meeting or want to meet. Yeah, and to have that discussion. That's a good idea. Yeah, talk to your priest. You'll probably mm-hmm. know some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Yeah, that was uh, you filled that time very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. We got, I could have asked you a lot more questions, but uh, part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you is because um, the feature story for June, it, you're part of that uh, story yeah. about the importance of parents in in raising good, faithful Catholic kids. And I wanted to kind of focus in on fathers a little bit. So I'm glad you were able to come in and talk yeah. to us a little bit. Yeah, one last thing. Sure. I, I remember my mother, she wasn't Catholic. She okay. became Catholic later on, and I, I, I was blessed to confirm her as a Catholic a year before she died. Uh, but my father took us to Sunday Mass every single Sunday. He never, ever missed. Even if there's a football game going on or hunting or anything like that, that was incredibly important to him, and that and it left a profound impression upon yeah. me in keeping the faith that God was most important. Right. And so, again, that's something else, just that faithfulness. You don't have to fix all the problems or everything. Just be faithful, be patient, be present, and God will work a lot of everything else in, in his time. Yeah, that's great. Thanks a lot for coming in to talk to us today, Father Haggerty. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, Next week, we will have Father Jacob Doty, a brand new priest, uh, in the studio with us to talk about uh, his path to the priesthood, his ordination, and what he's looking forward to as a priest. So that is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.